Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Chingy is a writer, actress, humorist, and all-around funny pervert. I can confirm that is true. Not only did you say that about yourself, but that is what I think about you, too. Thank you. (laughs) Based out of Los Angeles and Oakland, California, her work focuses on kink lifestyles, queer media, and lesbian thirst, and has been featured at Autostraddle, Vice, and BuzzFeed. Chingy is currently working on an informational comic about BDSM love languages. We are going to talk about that. That is amazing regular columns on kinky lesbian sex and a workplace comedy about queer sex workers that was featured at the Lambda Lit Fest 2018's main stage. She is also a much better bottom than you. She can be found slinging rampantly homosexual memes and ensnaring femme tops on Instagram and Twitter as at the gay chingy. Hello, the gay chingy. Hi, Tina. Anyway, so you want to fuck a house. That's beautiful. A whole damn Um, house. (laughs) The whole damn house. (laughs) You know, one of the things that you mentioned when talking about the house that you want to fuck is the idea of mommy issues. So I want to spend a little bit of time talking about why are people into mommies. We haven't actually done daddies or mommies, which is wild and just an illustration that five years in, because next month is the five-year anniversary of why are people congratulations thank you there are so many things to talk about that we haven't talked about mommies and daddies i'm so happy i can be the one to talk about mommies yeah help me to (laughs) pop that pop into the bring in bring in the the milk pop the year cheer cherry bring it do you guys need any snacks or (laughs) drinks or anything okay i love you so much you know, your Twitter and Instagram are prolific and always on point and Thank hilarious, you. really, really stellar, like cultural criticism in the form of just like jokes, jokes, jokes <laughs> that I feel like even if people don't get like what you're referencing, it's like still like set up punchline. Great job. That's, that's all I hope for. And yeah. you know how to use the internet. It's a beautiful thing. So you said on your Twitter or you retweeted someone that said that 2019 is going to be the year of the mommy or the year that we, we bring mommy up to the status of daddy. Yes. Yeah. And you said, uh, well, and and you said it's, it's canon. It's official. It's official. It's real. So first of all, can you define what mommy means in the kink leather BDSM sense? That's a, that's a, what does, what does mommy mean to me? Well, uh, imagine, Um, imagine that somebody is like, are they talking about, fucking moms or yeah that's i've i've seen and interacted with people who had that confusion they're like do you mean you like milfs i'm like no this is like they're not unrelated but like you can be a milf and be a mommy but not every milf is a mommy and not everyone who is a parent of a child is a mommy or a daddy in the yeah kink sense yeah daddy has really become something that's just become like very like a very mainstream thing people say um but like mommy is a dominant Mm. who takes on a maternal role Mm -hmm. and there's like so many different i was telling someone about this the other day that there's so many different ways to be a mommy there's like nurturing mommies there's like very very like age play centric mommies Mm. there's uh leather mommies there's strict mommies I have definitely gone out of my way to make mommy issues and uh, mommy kinks my brand because it's like it is the oldest kink I can remember having. Interesting. Um, Maybe it's not the oldest, but like it's the oldest one where I was just like when I knew what kinks were and like I knew that that was what I was into. And I was just like, oh, I want to call like an older woman mommy while she fucks me or beats me up. Like, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because I, 
have long been turned on by just the 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 word daddy in a kinky and sexual context and like both socially and sexually i just i i like find it funny and delightful and it turns me on and it took me a really long time to even think about the fact that oh wait no this doesn't have like anything to do with my father or anybody else's father. I hear daddy and I think leather daddy. It, it's it's already gone on like several steps of association away from incest play. Yeah. Which to which is clear, another, yeah. Which to be clear, incest play is about a fantasy. It is not about, you know, actual abuse of power yeah. within family structures. But because family archetypes and family dynamics are wrapped up in both the intimacy and familiarity and being like deeply known and cared for, but also the most intensely forbidden taboo maybe ever. Mommy is way more taboo than daddy a lot of the time. Well, exactly. So this is what I'm getting at. Then somebody was teaching a class about mommies at some leather event and I found myself turned off by it. I'm just trying to be like really honest oh, yeah. right now no, and totally. say like my initial reaction was, oh no, mm, no, dad, daddy's totally get it. Mommies, that like kind of squicks me out, right? So then I, when I get squicked out by something, my next reaction is to be like, what's going on there, Tina? <laughs> What the fuck is up with that? Why yeah. are you being, you got to practice what you preach, yeah. right? So, uh, you know, and as usual, when something makes me uncomfortable or squicks me out, it's usually like, oh, well, there's some internalized misogyny going on, clearly. That's like a big root of why, like, obviously, like, mommy is not as well known of a term as, like, daddy. In my experience, a lot of femme tops who use titles and, like, do play with, like, dominance and power exchange a lot of them trend more towards being femme daddies totally. than mommies Isn't in that large numbers. It's really interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. And I'm just like, yo, it's okay to be mommies. Well, you know, and it's interesting because it's also obviously okay to be a femme daddy. Yeah, no. Right? And yeah. and like, you know, gen- gender is complicated yeah, and archetypes are complicated. And, and just because you're you know, maybe for some people, the, what I like to call harmonic dissonance of femme daddy, it's like, oh, it seems like those would be two different things, especially if that person is like a cis woman manifesting this masculine, nurturing, dominant energy, but also being high femme at the same time, like within a cis female body, like, you know, all of there, there could be something about that, that specifically because it doesn't make literal sense that's a part of why it's fun to embrace that identity but also you're right we're not seeing enough of people synthesizing the organic correspondence of being a nurturing femme top and identifying with a mommy archetype yeah and i mean that's the thing about age play but also in like fetishes in general like when we have a fantasy it's based off of these like archetypes and societal roles and stuff so often and like I think one of the things is that daddy we in this modern day daddy is everybody no one has expectations of dads or daddies to be perfect right because it's just like oh there's dads are messing up all the time like we all just are like we know, yeah. Yeah, pizza dads. Yeah. There is this sainthood, pureness, some people see it as, that right. comes with motherhood, the archetype of maternal being. The archetype of like maternal being, it makes a lot of people afraid to touch it because it's so taboo. Well, and but also the pressure is on, just like it yeah. is for people who are mothers, identify as mothers, who are parents of young people uh, the pressure on moms is different from the pressure on dads to your nurturing is in your nature and so you're just going to get it right the first time yeah and i can see why that pressure would be stressful to a top (laughs) totally no i can i i'm on top in no way, man, I can totally understand like why that would be like 
mommies are perfect. That's like, there's like this imagery that a lot of us have, I think, that like, like I said, it's like saintly, like mm. mothers are supposed to hold everything up, give you structure. Dads can be fun and do whatever. It's like these archetypes that are built into our society that are also influencing like our kinks don't exist in a bubble it's all influence i never called my mom mommy growing Mm. up so i have no problem calling women i date mommy it's like it doesn't like make me feel weird it never made me feel weird because i was just like that's not and some people do call both of both those things it's just so far removed from me every woman i date is so different than my actual mother i don't actually think that you're not searching for a replacement. No, no, no. Or like someone to fix. Yeah, exactly. Broken or whatever. No. I don't know your life, but. <laughs> so when you meet someone who has a really intense, really clear mommy energy and like clearly identifies as a mommy, what does that bring out in you? thirst (laughs) i want attention and Mm. structure and discipline and like to like be praised but also to like worship this like maternal figure who is going to destroy me (laughs) in a fun way (laughs) and for the record i am not anti-daddies at all yeah it's just like i have to like every time i go on a date with a femme daddy because i only date femmes i have to like explain look i like you because you're a femme top but i need i just need you to know like i'm i'm i worship i worship mommies above all yeah mommies are the golden gods (laughs) wow i use a lot of religious imagery when i'm talking about my sexuality which is not surprising to me actually it's all right (laughs) i'll allow it (laughs) You know, it's interesting to think about how, like, all of those words that you just used that I, that I loved so much that, that you want attention and discipline and structure and someone to worship really makes me think about the archetype of the mother as the person who is designing your environment and your schedule and your the dynamics of what's expected of you and like how you can be good and what's going to happen if you're bad yeah and is often the person at the front lines of noticing whether you're good or bad or noticing whether you are adhering to the system or not yeah no it's definitely like about the guidance of it all that's the thing like I don't need to have like an intense ds dynamic with every person I play with or every mommy I play with I've had a lot of different types of mommies in my life like I've had just like nurturing ones me and my current partner she's a very strict nurturing I would say she nurtures me in (laughs) making a cute face I, I, every time I, she knows every time I think about her uh, or start talking about her, I'm just like, <laughs> she's great. <laughs> my mommy's the best. But my girlfriend like gives me a lot of structure because uh, we have like, we are long distance right now, but uh, I, we have still like a 24 seven dynamic. It's like a lax 24 seven dynamic. It's not like, like I can call her like her name or like my girlfriend and I can like do whatever I want, but like I have rules all the time that I need to abide by, like, to be my best self that she gives me. Like, every day I have to send her a list of, like, the things I have to do in a day and, like, mark them off and send it to her. I'm not allowed to make memes in the middle of the day because it takes up so much of my time. I'm not allowed to make memes, masturbate, or play video games in the daytime. She, you really, you really are, you, you want a house. <laughs> I want, I, I just want a whole damn house. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I mean that, I mean, you're, you're hitting on something that I think is really beautiful about the potential of DS. You know, people think about domination and submission and they think about the whips and chains, exciting people. And they think about the fetish gear and like all that stuff can be great, different people, different tastes. But the thing that I think that people don't know enough about is the ways that 
DS, whether it manifests as master slave or mommy girl or mommy boy or daddy girl or whatever, master pup. There's so many different ones. Oh, pups. Oh, pups. Is that oftentimes a top is giving the bottom structure for being their happiest, healthiest, best self, which is technically what parents are supposed to do. And I mean, I guess the advantage of being the like kinky archetypical mommy or daddy is that you, not to say that it's not a lot of work, but you kind of get to focus on that stuff because you're not usually res- actually responsible for keeping that person alive. Yeah. Like, cause you're talking, we're talking about consenting adults, whether there's age play involved or, or not. Yeah. We're talking about consenting adults that are not actually legal dependents on one another, unless, you know, this is like a Liberace situation. But if our actual parents like weren't trying to keep us alive, like what kind of way would they and if they didn't have their own needs to well like no i guess i guess technically tops do also have their own needs to me yeah anyway that, I'm see, just that's, see that's the thing like i so i am like like the bottomiest of bottoms i, I everybody I'm hearing knows. that loud and clear uh, yes my partner is the toppiest of tops which yeah. is why we're just such a perfect match totally um that's stratification yeah she's been my mommy since we started dating, but like we didn't start doing that kind of like rules and stuff like in structure until I moved. It's a Uh, good way to stay close when you're long distance. Yeah. It, it keeps us talking every, we talk every day and you know what to talk about. Yeah. And it's, it's hard for me to understand a tops headspace in that giving me structure and giving me rules could make someone else happy rather than just like, make me more stable Mm. my partner's a virgo so she's very good about like stating her boundaries and so great so am i um and like so i never worry that like she's giving me more energy Mm. than she feels she can give me it's interesting to me that like nurturing me could make someone happy i guess well that's really beautiful when i started talking to her about rules i was just like we could do like fun, sexy rules. She's like, no, I want to give you rules that'll like help you get your life together. And I was like, and like my life was together. Just like, she was just like, I just want. We all need, yeah. you know, we can all use some yeah. and coaching. Yeah. And it's not like I can't do like things without her. One of the things I'm working on right now, a comic about BDSM love language. Tell is, me everything. I was thinking about the ways that I express love to partners yeah. and the way that partners express love to me. And my partner expresses love to me differently than a lot of partners I've had in that words of affirmation are not a big one for her. And I always have like been very much about getting words of affirmation because I have a lot of self-doubt sometimes as a creative and just in general. Sure. And I realized, A, that she's a Virgo. And if she didn't want to be around me, she would just not be around. Like she, I, she, can, she, I can she, confirm that yeah, that's true. She would not suffer a fool. And B, just that thinking about the different ways in which she expresses her love and in which I express my love. And I was like, I wonder if these, like the five love languages of like quality time, uh, physical intimacy, acts of service, acts of service, gifts, and words of affirmation translated into BDSM. And they really do. They really do. They translate very, very easily. Um, And I just like thought about like, how the ways I get to like experience love from her are like her hitting me and yeah. hurting me and like so is that uh is that a gift or is that that's physical the thing. In- intimacy it's, sometimes a lot of these overlap especially with kink I don't know if it happens with other things but with kink like <laughs> how would we know <laughs> yeah like like if we at Folsom this year we did a public scene of her whipping me outside the stud for like an hour amazing and that was quality time totally i ended up with a lot of marks so those were those gifts. gifts totally it was physical intimacy like it like a lot of them like fall into a bunch of different categories um at the same time but like it's very translatable and i just think i want to make it like a cutesy it's either going to be like a cutesy picture book or a comic that's mm. informational um i'm like talking to a few artists right now cool. about like 
doing the art on it. Um, but I just want it to be like a fun, sweet love letter about like how we express love through ways that a lot of people don't. I love that. I can't wait to read it. Thank you. Please keep, keep us posted about how that's going. Yeah. Another thing that I think of when I think about the sexiness of mommies reminds me of the conversations that I was having with Maxine Holloway on the show where she was talking about being literally pregnant and then fetishizing her own fertility and pregnancy and breeding and, and all of that stuff and, and her and being a pregnant sex worker and the clients that she had that were like, you know, she wasn't lactating yet, but the idea of like clients being interested in like drinking milk from breasts or just being like held by Mm -hmm. this like very fertile, pregnant, gushing body. Yeah. It does kind of make me think about the, speaking of love languages, the sort of the, the like version of erotic intimate touch that is sort of about consuming someone or like enveloping someone, which interestingly enough, funny that we're talking about mommies and now I'm thinking about monsters, but like, (laughs) that's like something that you see in like certain kinds of erotic monsters that they envelop. Again, I do not personally have like literal memories of being held to giant fluffy breasts and being like, Mm -hmm. I'm safe in my mommy's arms. You know, I got, I got, I got hugged. I, you know, I turned out all right. That seems to me like to be like a very archetypical thing where you just, you feel safe and you feel comforted and you feel like you can lose yourself in soft, warm, fleshy, feminine. Yeah. (laughs) Body. Yeah. I think it's not even just the body of it. It's like, I think that gets into like so much of why I love mommy stuff and female dominance in general because yeah. a soft nice bodies are I'm never complaining about that. Listen, yeah, I'm I'm here for. It. I think some of the reason that people think I'm a power bottom mm. is because I'm very particular about the tops I like in general. I always say I could top if I wanted to, <laughs> but I really don't want to. I'm not into like someone being like oh I've never domed someone before but I could figure it out with some practice like I'm not trying to do a build a dom (laughs) like that's not I don't want to build a top no that's not the workshop I came to I always feel like I have to be in control of everything in my life Mm -hmm. otherwise anything could fall apart it's just like a very neurotic part of me and I can like micromanage people around me sometimes and when I'm like in play Mm. and like in power exchange I don't want to have to worry about that at all. Someone who I can trust to completely give myself over to. And someone who like demonstratively inspires that confidence. Because otherwise you're going to be like, oh, maybe you could like do this thing or like, oh, what do, do I have to, I can't let go. I have to like keep exactly. paying attention to someone to turn off your neuroses. Yeah, to exactly. To turn off your controlling, the impulse to top from the bottom. Yeah, exactly. And like, I've found that like, when I'm bottoming just without any power dynamics, the like, especially doing like heavy sadomasochism mm-hmm. stuff, the amount I can do does not nearly am- add up to the amount I can do when I'm in subspace mm. or little space, especially with my partner, because I know that when I'm with my mommy, she can do whatever she wants to me. Mm. She can tear apart my body in very visceral physical ways i've pushed so many of my limits of pain with her and explored a lot of new things for me with her i know that at the end of it i'm gonna be fine i'm gonna be okay and i'm gonna be better because you're you're pleasing her you're doing it in devotion to her that's really what it is yeah like i didn't realize until last year that i was like trying to become more service oriented and not always just be like bratty and all just me 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 me. i want attention give me all the attention a lot of tops like that i know yeah and i was like like, i know them (laughs) but i also like like to i think in all my relationships i'm very careful about wanting things to be reciprocal and like making Mm. sure i don't take more than i can give that's good yeah so you're not like a black hole void of a bottom no only at parties (laughs) only at parties but then usually in those situations my girlfriend's like 
leading the pack and is just like making instructing you to be the void yeah Yeah. and like making sure that i'm fine throughout all of it cool i was like thinking more like about acts of service and i was like you know what i really hate doing some service cleaning Mm. or cooking as like acts of service rather than just like as acts of kink service not acts of like regular dating i will cook us a meal yeah instead of yes mistress i will cook for you Mm. not i don't like that kind of service in that respect and i was thinking of like the types of service i do and i was like well i like giving massages Mm. and like doing boot black care is Mm. like leather care is like service for me but then like i realized oh i take as much pain as i do because my mommy likes it when i take pain she's amused and happy when she sees me hurt and proud Yeah, and, like, that's the best feeling in the world. Oh, I can literally get through any of this pain and terror happening to my body that, like, my body is telling me, like, freaking out over because I'm, like, I know that she's going to take care of me and that I'm going to feel her pride and adoration while doing it. It's fun. I love it. That is amazing and beautiful and romantic and also just super gay. I don't want to throw around the F word, but it is also feminist to think about being, being a woman like in service to and in devotion to another woman. I am definitely femme for femme. Like I'm a femme and I like, I love femmes. Also, I definitely know that I tend towards people who are like fit a more traditional idea of what femininity is at least in appearance and in like mannerisms whereas I can be like very much a high femme androgynous Mm. faggy little bitch (laughs) (laughs) all I have I have little bitch inscribed on multiple pairs of glasses because I'm just like that's how I that's who I am I'm a little bitch yeah I love getting to worship and serve maternal hyper feminine confident gay women amazing it's fun and it makes me feel so good well also in a world that sends us such mixed messages about what it means to be intentionally femme that it's it's just for the male gaze femininity is vain or femininity is like just something that like women do to please men or to secure a man and that we like let ourselves go once we have gotten the the house the whole damn house which is so funny that you in worshiping a high femme in her maternal aspect could also be truly seen as feminine as a as a little bitch like as a bottom like even if you are like spunky and androgynous or faggy or whatever that like mommy is gonna like teach you how to put on makeup and that like mommy is like so flawless and pristine and like perfect in her feminine like sartorial instinct that she is gonna like teach you oh that's a how to be a girl part of it that is a yeah i'm a little girl and mommy's gonna teach me how to be a woman is really what it is i'm a little tomboy and just i just wrote a piece about why i love femme tops so much and i it was very hard to write a piece about why i love femme tops without mentioning mommy once i was like wow that is i didn't mention the word mommy once in that entire article it's probably implied oh yeah it's heavily implied but integrated I just feel so, I've always felt so drawn to the feminine things in life and just have always found that I enjoy being a girl. Um, (laughs) It seems that you're also drawn to people who like recognize that girliness in you. Yeah. It's interesting also that you mentioned femme daddies and like shout out to my femme daddies, like friend of the pod, Metris Madeline Marlowe has like a literal femme daddy tattoo. Yes. And it's, yep. Yeah, yeah, Bella Bathory. Like I know, I have lots of femme daddies in all, my life. All, all wonderful. Uh, f- I'm, yeah, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout, shout out, shout, shout, out. shout, shout. It's interesting. <laughs> I would love anyone who is listening to the pod who is or knows a man could be trans, could be cis, could be just masculine of center person who identifies as 
a butch mommy. I had a feeling that's where you were going with that. And do yeah, you know any butch mommies? I don't think I do. I think I remember like seeing one on FetLife many a year ago and being like, well, that's not what I'm looking for, but like, cool. But like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's so often like women identifying as daddies, but not so much men identifying as mommies. So butch mommies, we want to hear from you. I know some like actually some like butch women who have, who are like mommies. But, totally. Like, yeah. But I know. Like, I know like non-binary folks who uh, yeah. have our parents like t- totally. But yeah. I'm talking about like in the kink sense, in the leather sense. Yeah. I want to hear from the butch mommies. Leather mommies of the world. Yeah. Unite and take over. <laughs> They've, they're already running the show. Yeah. They're they running are. the show and, yeah. and getting, you know, paid 80 cents to the dollar. The invisible labor of the leather mommies. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, why are people into that, listeners? Tina here, reminding you that Valentine's Day is just around the corner. There's no better place to get the jump on your V-Day plans than the Pleasure Chest. On Thursday, January 31st, New Yorkers can stop by the West Village store for Just Throw It In The Bag, a low-key shopping event where pleasure educators show you the latest and greatest toys and treats in every price range. To find out more about this event and other romantic goings-on, follow Pleasure Chest on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or visit PleasureChest.com. Let the Pleasure Chest staff be your guide to your most fulfilling and ecstatic Valentine's Day yet. Okay, now back to the show. Because you and I have so much pop culture taste in common, Mm -hmm. I want to tell you, especially since as I have acknowledged, I want to like mea culpa about the fact that when I realized that there were kinky mommies in addition to kinky daddies, it like didn't compute at first. I like really want to acknowledge that I have been noticing lately women in pop culture that I am attracted to and like when they like give me mommy vibes because sometimes I will like project daddy vibes onto them even if that's like not explicitly what they're doing have you watched Killing Eve yeah we talked about we talked did we talk about it are you talking about Fiona Shaw oh right 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 and I sent you the the, the gift today yeah you sent me that gift yeah Fiona Shaw which is not even it's not from Killing Killing Eve Eve, it's from like some 90s English show so first of all Killing Eve spectacular highly recommend female sexuality on that show the queerness the kinkiness incredible i was not expecting to be so into fiona sean i feel like she was on true blood i've like seen her in things before she is like actually a mom on that show and then she's also like in control incredibly powerful spy intelligence officer and she like just wears these like black turtlenecks and like flirts with people to like get information in this way that you usually see like young sexy assassins do. Yeah, and but she like is, she's like, like an older woman. Like, yeah. yeah. Sometimes we'll accept older women being sexy if they look like Helen Mirren. Yeah. Love to Helen Mirren. But, like Fiona Shaw doesn't look like Helen Mirren. No. She like looks like an older woman. Yeah. Okay. So mommies in pop culture. Well, I definitely have a lot of femtop crushes from American Horror Story. Marie Laveau from oh, yeah. Coven. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, also from... I have a really big crush on Frances Conroy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I wish she had like the same things you said about seeing in Fiona Shaw. I wish Frances Conroy had more opportunities to like express sexuality in the characters she gets because of... Yeah, she always God, gets... Oh. She always gets cast in like or like desexualized mom roles yeah a her is myrtle snow um yeah or that like myrtle snow fucks oh yeah dandy mott's mom in freak show which is actually my least favorite of the seasons i also love that in real life sarah paulson always dates women uh many years her senior good point and then was in carol i was just like 
I mean, I saw a kindred spirit in her and I was like, I see you, girl. Oh my I God. See you. Absolutely. You know, Cherry Jones, I feel like, is maybe the closest that we have to a butch mommy or like maybe even Holland Taylor. I mean, Holland Taylor is like a dandy. She's like a dandy mommy. Yeah. We're, that's getting there. I mean, I definitely always go back to Joan Holloway Harris on Mad Men. Yes. There's like the good moms I'm attracted to on TV, but then there's mothers who I'm like, oh, she's a horrible mother. I'm so aroused because I just want her to treat me that way. I mean, that's the funny thing about it is that sometimes what you want a kink mommy to do is the thing that you would not want your actual yeah. caretaker to do but I, sometimes you want your kink mommy or your top to like do the thing that you loved that your caretaker did or that you wish that your caretaker could embody yeah. and it could be both yeah um i always tell my partner that she larps as a terrible mother <laughs> But she's like, actually, she's like a good mother, but she lo- she plays a bad one on TV. No, she like went, no, like my partner is not, a, is not a mom at no, all. No, I mean, like, not, sorry, I mean like mommy, not. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Because for us, like incest play does come into our like play. I always just say, I'm like, yeah, you LARP as a really awful mom who's very mean to me, who's very <laughs> mean to her daughter in really amusing ways. That's, that's, that's what our sexuality is. You LARPing is a bad mom. Oh my God. Um, so funny. But, uh, but what you, but part of what you're saying is that in, uh, in terms of like the kind of nurturing partner that she is, that's why you're saying that it's LARPing is that yeah, she's in, prote- yeah. in, in the, in the truer 24 seven manifestation of your dynamic. It's good for me. Yeah, yeah. Like she's good to me. I really like humiliation. She's, she's very mean to me. It's great. Nobody, it's, it's nobody can humiliate you like a mommy. I know exactly. Like tell me all the things I'm doing wrong and tell me how to be better or tell me I'm disgusting. I love it. That is all to say about the bad moms, Betty Draper, in some of her darker moments, I'm like, wow, I, I always hate her, but I'm also just like, shove me in a closet and tell me you'll chop off my fingers. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Threaten to break my arm, why don't you? But also, you're a horrible mother and just a bad person in general. Yeah. Um, she never had a chance. No, she never had a chance. I ran a poll recently to figure out if Jennifer Walters, aka She-Hulk, is a... <laughs> is a, like a buff mommy or a femme daddy, and it was largely unanimous that she's just like like beefcake mommy so maybe she's a butch mommy i think no because she's only ever butch because her clothes keep ripping when she turns into hulk as as hulks do but but you know the whole thing about the hulk is that's like your true nature coming out yeah i or like an aspect of your nature that you don't uh that you don't acknowledge enough i would say that she hulk as a as an avid admirer of the single green female uh i would say that she is definitely still femme she's just swole yeah she's just very very buff you can be both yeah exactly i'm like trying to think of other like hmm I mean, so many ex-women in the X-Men comics are femtops, and some give me strong mommy vibes, like yeah, Storm. Yeah, Emma Frost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Storm. Storm yeah. Emma Frost. Yeah, yeah Emma yeah. Frost, too. Emma Frost is, like, very mean. She's, like, governess, because she's, like, British. Mm-hmm. She's, like, I'm getting, like, very mean governess vibes. Is there a difference between a sexy auntie and a sexy mommy? That's or a like- good question. I mean, I feel like sometimes... If I'm playing with someone and, like, my partner who I call mommy, like, doesn't want me calling someone else mommy, Mm. sometimes auntie play is, like, a thing. It's, like, mommy adjacent. There's definitely, like, creepy uncle as, like, a fetish people have. I think creepy auntie is a thing. Creepy auntie is definitely a thing. I've done creepy auntie play or, like, creepy babysitter. Oh, God, I love a babysitter. I love a baby. Yeah. Baby sit on my face. (laughs) Yep. That's why they pay me the small bucks, because I come up with jokes like that. <laughs> I haven't done wiring people into babysitters. That would be, that would go pretty deep for me. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of us definitely had crushes on our babysitters, because right. it was like someone we remember from an early age who 
was not our mother or right. father. A full-time caretaker. Yeah, who was very sweet to us and, like, gave us attention. Or awful to us. Yeah, that's true. I, I always had good babysitters, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right that the babysitter is sort of like what we what we see in incest porn trends of the like not technical incest of the yeah. like father figure or the like mommy figure role somebody who is in a role of authority over you yeah but also has access to the house the domestic sphere and also influence over your body and your like intimate routines but is a not your full-time caretaker. Not related to you. B, not related to you. C, probably like younger than your parents. You know, they could be like a young, sexy, horny person yeah. who is not necessarily horny for you, but is like maybe a teenager that is just like dripping yeah. hormones and you're like maybe just starting to like pick up on that. So again, it's familiar and safe, but also like forbidden and bad. Oh, it's still taboo. Yeah, for sure. Right. And yeah. everybody loves everybody loves when goodness and badness get wrapped up in each other yeah i've noticed i like age play and i like dark age play as much Mm. as as i also like like light stuff too but it's definitely so fulfilling to me to have a core part of my like the relationship of the woman with the women i like love Mm. that the things that we do that make us happiest and are how we bond are completely taboo Mm. to the outside world. That's what makes it yours. I know. That's part of why I'm so open in my writing and art, Mm. because I like these things are like very, very important to me. And I want to, I feel like BDSM in general and kinks in general are always represented in media as either like something that's hot because it's bad or it's like the butt of a joke. Mm. Whereas like for me, it's just like, no, this is literally just my everyday life. Yeah. And like with my girlfriend, like putting needles in me, hitting me with actual whips. Whip, people talk about like liking whips and chains. Yeah. When I'm like, a lot of those people, I'm like, look, whips are not beginner shit. Totally. Like, whips hurt like a motherfucker. Also, like, you, it, it's a highly skilled Yeah, activity. you have to know a lot. Someone told me they were just going to pick up a whip and hit me. I'm like, uh, have you ever held a whip before? You're not doing that. You're not hitting me with that. No, ma'am. It's too bad. It's really too bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like wanting to represent the loving parts of BDSM and age play and pervert stuff. Cool. Yeah. Pervert stuff, you know. Yeah. Pervert stuff. So, thank you for going on that mommy journey with me. Thanks for getting in the car and going on a road trip and not turning this car right back around if I don't oh, absolutely. settle down. <laughs> <laughs> I had a blast doing it. I lo- This is one of my favorite subjects to speak on, and it's like one of my... 2019 it, it wasn't me who made the tweet about it it was mm. this uh comic artist leah williams but i have been saying this for a very long time like mommy is the new daddy my partner also said that so like i gotta give her credit for that but like it's gotta true. give mommy credit gotta give mommy credit Mommy's the inspiration for all of it can you recommend any great mommy resources for people who are curious about this and like want to learn more either erotic literature that's inspired you or like really great nonfiction smart house starring katie seagal (laughs) okay 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 Um, are there people who are writing about leather mommies i know i know my friend felice shays has uh has taught some classes i don't know if she has any coming up but um she's a great resource for that um i mean i know like people who've written about age play and stuff like i know penny barber wrote a book about age you know play. what penny penny barber is is a great resource for for mommy and age play stuff yeah i, I know her stuff is like more centered around like general like age play and like abdl stuff uh adult baby diaper lover is that acronym yeah that's penny's thing for sure infantilization yeah literally whereas like like leather mommies are also a very different brand of mommies that can intersect it's just i i'm writing on mommies yeah so you're recommending yourself (laughs) yeah i'm recommending me you know i saw a great older documentary that i found on amazon called blood sisters that is generally about like 
the SM uh, dyke scene, like leather scene. I think somebody recommended that to me and I still have not watched it. So I got to fix that. It's not mommy centric, but there's like a couple people in there who talk about being mommies. Princess Callie's book. I was going to say. Enough to make you blush, which I feel like I recommend that uh, so many episodes because she covers so many topics it's in such amazing, a cohesive it's way. It's so good. Really good. And Midori, you know, did an episode about female dominance and has written a, a lot about femtops and I'm sure has has written about mommies as well. If anybody listening has any great mommy resources, classes, literature, movies, whether it's your interpretation of it, like I was talking about with, uh, you know, Fiona Shaw and Killing Eve, or whether or it's smart something... Smart House, or, Disney or, Channel or some, movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or whether it's something that is, you know, about, strictly about BDSM and, and, and leather and king, please tweet at Tina Horn's ass and at the gay chingy. And we'll do. start like a huge mommy explosion on the internet. A and mommy think tank is a really mommy, A yeah. mommy think tank. Yeah. Incredible. We need some actual mommies in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And please mommies of the world. Unite speak, and take over. Yeah. Speak me. your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so chingy, what is up next for you in 2019? 2019 is a busy year for me uh, so far. Like I said, I'm working on my uh, BDSM Love Language comic. I'm writing regular sex columns at Autostraddle and am currently writing something for Out right now, which I'm very excited for. Incredible. Like, the actual print edition of the Out magazine. Yeah. New new staff, new, new brand. It's yeah, very the exciting. rebranding is really exciting. I'm just, yeah, I'm also working on starting a clothing brand. Oh, cool. That's basically going to be like, if like Mr. S's streetwear or mm. like Nasty Pig was like for Femme Dykes. I love so that. So it's going to have a lot of mommy stuff. Well, that is fantastic, especially since because usually with that streetwear stuff, like the only stuff that is both affordable and appropriate for my body are their socks. Like they have such high sock standards. Oh yeah. I just have like my best socks are like my massive socks, my nasty big socks. So I would really love that, but more for, yeah. Like I need more like femme versions of like Lockwood and stuff. It's a really fucking good idea. Yeah. No, nobody's done it. And like your whole lifestyle brand. I I am. I'm telling, well, the brand is going to be called mommy issues. So that's, Right. I, I have to stay on brand and like there's one of my big complaints is that like i i like puppy play but like mm. i'm a poodle and there's never any bdsm <laughs> poodle stuff and that's so rude we're gonna we're gonna make it's offensive to my existence you know you you bring up mommy issues the last thing that uh, that i want to say while we wrap up is i saw a beautiful tweet juliana saludis so at juliana underscore saludis Festive, grumpy, gay, ang. I don't even know what A-A-N-G stands for. I think for. that's from uh, the show Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, okay. Well, wonderful. A pop culture thing I don't get. That's always mm-hmm. a nice feeling. They tweeted, I think it's really telling how so many girls get shit on for having, quote, daddy issues, like it's their fault, when really, what does it say about men that so many fathers are so horrible to their daughters that their trauma has become some kind of sick cultural joke? That really resonated with me, uh, especially doing so much work with sex worker rights and particularly the adult film industry and how people just assume that people are damaged goods or have yeah, they always issues throw and that, that they're at doing sex it. workers. Yeah. yeah, and they just think like, well, uh, I, I don't have to quantify this at all. I can just otherwise like very intelligent people will be like, you're proud. This is probably about your dad, right? So we don't talk about mommy issues that much, but as somebody who finds leather daddies very sexy and daddy play very sexy and is like trying to like learn how to get my leather dyke mommy desire on or like embody the mommy or like whatever we'll see I'm so switchy. I, I have to. I have to look at it from all the the all the prismatics. angles. Yeah, yeah. I just have one. Yeah. I, no, that's great. Yeah. It must be very. It's much <laughs> more time efficient than yeah. uh, uh, than what I have going on. But anyway, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that I don't know about you, but I feel like moms have fucked me up just as much. Oh as yeah. Dads have fucked me up. Oh and yeah. Like, you know, so like if if we're reclaiming the idea of daddy issues of being like, hey, uh. You're the you're the one that traumatized me. So if I'm going to make a sex game out of this, like I I I'm allowed to, then 
you know, if we're saying that to our dads, I think that we should really be saying that to our moms and we should be like getting all this mom stuff off our chest in the bedroom and in the dungeon. Oh, too. I fully agree. No, like the thing for me is like, I, when people, when I say I have mommy issues, sometimes people are like, think I'm actually complaining. I think it's really funny and I really enjoy, like, I have a great relation. I actually do have a great relationship with my mother and a lot of people don't realize that because I constantly joke about having mommy issues. I always tell people like, oh, I have daddy issues too. I just wanted nothing to do with my father. Whereas like I wanted more attention from my mother. So I'm half Asian and Mm. it's all about like, oh, I'm never like Asian kids are always just like, oh, I'm never good enough for my parents. Mm. They have very high standards for me. It's wanting like maternal affection and attention. It's not something I ever feel bad about. It's like shame is like the guiding factor in my sexuality. I always say you got to keep your eye on it. Yeah, I'm, I no, I know. I'm like no, I'm saying like that's what that's why putting shame into your sexuality like intentionally. What that's like why BDSM is so great is because like shame is going to be there, so you might as well like know where you might as well like make a little maze for it to run through where you what know I, where it's at. What I say is uh, why be ashamed of my fetishes when I can fetishize my shame? Ooh, say it again. Why be ashamed of my fetishes when I can fetishize my shame? Put that on a fucking shirt, man. Yeah, it's 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 really my how I get through every day. I'm like, same. I'm like, oh, if I didn't fetishize this stuff, I don't know if I'd still be around. I relate to that so hard. That's your meme brain again. You're that's it's a it's a talent. I want to I want to see you continue to uh, thrive and be recognized for that talent. Not everybody Thank can you. do that. It doesn't pay anything. So like I like I definitely do it as a hobby, but like it definitely helps me like hone my skills as both a like writer and a like humorist and comedian like yeah knowing how to like make a joke that like resonates with people it's very powerful and it's a social service thank so you. thank you you're really you're 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 being humor mommy for the, the whole i'm being internet. the humor service bottom don't get it <laughs> twisted okay i won't get it twisted so people can find you on the internet on instagram and twitter at the gay chingy yes C H I N G Y. Yeah. Cool. And is there anywhere else online that, that you want to direct people to, to find uh, you? I have articles at Autostraddle that you can read. Um, a under, lot of, uh, under, under Chingy. Yeah. Cool. And out magazine. Yeah. Just follow me on Instagram. That's where all Instagram and Twitter. That's where all the updates on my career and like the things I'm doing are cool. This has been delightful. Thank you for kicking off this year in the most maternal way possible thank you for letting me break the the new year with you it was great i love it amazing well uh, i can't wait to see what you do next same if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.